You're listening to the world-famous White Roof Radio. Finally, this is uh, Wolfcast number 564 for Monday, September 7th, 2015. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, IamNotWearingPants.com, MotoringStripes.com, and OutMotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style, that's OutMotoring.com. Hey everybody, it's DB in Arizona, bringing you finally a brand new episode of the world-famous White Roof Radio, the 564th meeting here underneath the White Roof, first show of September. Happy September, welcome to it. We're now officially closer to Christmas than we aren't. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? It's close. It's, we're, we're beyond, that means we're over the halfway mark. We're, we're way over the halfway mark. We're, Christmas is right around the corner. I'm sure someone's going to share on Facebook how many more Fridays till Christmas. It's like 100 oh, days away, right? They already have. It's my Facebook that do that. And say only twenty more Fridays till Christmas, and I just want to slap them. That was like three Fridays ago. See, there you go. I wanted to be that guy tonight. Yeah, you know, I am saying it's eight weeks to SEMA. Oh, that, I like that. Eight that, weeks to SEMA. Uh, That's my Christmas. All right, that works. <laughs> that works. I like that. Um, yeah, eight weeks to SEMA. Okay, let me start over. So yeah, we're eight weeks to SEMA. <laughs> I like that. that. Uh, we're not talking about that though. We're here talking about many stuff. We've been busy. That's why we didn't make a show last week. Um, none of us could put the put the calendar together. I had my uh, my rents were in town, so had to you know show them around Arizona and do the things that you do when your parents are in town. Uh, Todd was busy making shirts for cops or striping cars or something, and Chad I, was out buying a new fancy pair of brown shoes. I worked on more cars. I did my biggest month ever in the history of my business. In one month, I did more vehicles. Really? Yeah, August was like insanity. Nice, congratulations. With a capital I, and uh, I am exhausted. Well, you should that's, be, because you had a busy that's, month. That's rare, because August is normally traditionally a slower month, because everyone goes back to school, they stop repairing their cars, they stop doing everything, because they've got to get little Jimmy or Isn't that crazy? Jessica off to, off to school, you know? Yeah, I wrapped three full minis in the month of August, in addition to all the other stuff that I did. Like your normal stuff you do for the dealer and the printing right. of t-shirts for the cops and all that. Yeah, yeah, I did three. I wrapped three full minis in the month of August. That's a lot. And yeah. one of them required a plane ticket. Um, no. That was rap, though. No, that was, yeah, that was just stripes on... Uh, that was the just a fun... Stripes on our friend Agros Clubman. Fun trip to Vegas, which, hey, you should make that the, uh, the show picture. It's a unique-looking Clubman. It is. It looks... I think it looks hot. I like, the, I like what you did with it. Um, let me oh, see. it's awesome. Agros... Mini for show picture done. We'll do that. So if you guys want to know what Todd does, if you want another look at it, we're going to post a picture of Agro's Mini on the for this week's show notes. If you forgot, if you forgot, Agro's got that really sharp Clement. It's nice. It's, or- it's orange, of course. He's like uh, toting around the little girls in that now. That's right. They're dorps. Uh, we're not going to talk about little girls though during this episode of White Roof Radio, just because that would be awkward. Yeah, uh, we got news from Motoring File. That'll be cool. We also have an hashtag question, and we, or rather, our man Todd got some, got a little bit of seat time, a little bit of seat time in a JC, JCW kitted F fifty six. So the F fifty six with the exhaust, right, Todd? That is correct. The twenty fifteen with the JCW upgrade. That's right. Todd got some got some time to spend with that. Got some uh, sound clips of the exhaust. We're gonna play that for you later. So stick around. It's gonna be pretty awesome stuff. I think the highlight of the show. I think. Come on. I think the highlight of the show is us just making a show. <laughs> we survived uh, 10 years. Now that we're officially into our 10th year, the 10th year anniversary month has passed. 
I had so much cake this month. It's not even funny. Oh, man. <laughs> All I did was. I'm just. Cake. I'm done with cake right now. Like I appreciate the cakes, everyone. Thank you so much. But I'd like some cake. Done, done with cake. Somebody send me a cake. I don't think I had any cake. No, I mention it. I had a couple of beers, but I don't think I had any cake. And you know, frankly, I'm a little bit disappointed in that. And cake and beer don't mix well. No, they don't. Yeah, put no. that out there. <laughs> but you know what does mix well? If I can just have a sidebar here, is uh, one of my local favorite watering holes did an ice cream social and an also, uh, a local ice creamery added uh, beer, craft beer to ice cream. And holy crap, it was amazing. Hey, you know what would be good? The uh, a root beer float made with that alcoholic root beer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that stuff is great. That would be really tried good. stuff yet. Is it good? It's actually pretty good. It was a little sweet for me. And then, uh, you know, but if you like root beer, it's fantastic. I mean, it's root beer with a kick. I introduced my parents to Moscow Mules. Oh, nice. Oh, those are really good, too. And uh, Mom really enjoyed it a lot. Yes. <laughs> I'm partial to the Kentucky Mules myself. I know you like the Kentucky Mule. I like the Mexican Mule, personally. I think that's pretty tasty. Nice. But, uh, yeah, they enjoyed it quite a bit. So, good times. So, that so into the food and beverage portion of the <laughs> radio episode. <laughs> what are we drinking this week? Yes, I'm drinking water this week. Actually, I've got a, a delightful six-pack of... Um, a farmhouse ale from one of my favorite breweries. I don't remember. I'll take a picture. You guys, it'll see, you'll see it in my Instagram feed later. Don't worry. Anyway, uh, let's not do any more of that. Let's go ahead and get started with the show. Before we do, let's remind you guys about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof, our friends over at outmotoring.com. We like these guys. We haven't talked about them for a while. You know who they are, right? They're your, your Mini Cooper parts superstore. If it's Mini Cooper related, they have it at outmotoring.com. Uh, uh, go fast parts, repair parts, DIY stuff, uh, all the stuff for your person, hats, shoes, shirts, watches. And if, if it's mini related, outmotoring.com has got a few, plus a whole full line of car care products. Not only that, but if you need to tow with your mini or if you're looking for a way to haul bikes with your mini and you don't want to put something on your roof, they have you covered. They've got the mini do more hitch. You can tow a small a small trailer with your car, a small sailboat, a motorcycle. You could probably pull a uh, like a small watercraft, you know, like those sea dudes. You could probably pull one of them behind a mini if I had to guess. I mean, a lot of people do the teardrop trailers. Uh, Al Motoring is going to get you taken care of. Actually, over at minidomore.com is going to hook you up with all that stuff. That's M-N-I domore.com we've talked about them before that's how you you know pull stuff with your mini you're going to go over you're going to check all that out after you check all that out you order stuff whatever great perfect you get stuff making you know make your mini a little bit more useful that's cool then you're going to go over to out motoring and you've already signed up for the email newsletter right so that way you get your own five percent discount code so when you do place an order you can save five percent i'm seeing you nod slowly Perfect. So don't forget, outmotoring.com, sign up for the email newsletter. When you do every, you get an email newsletter and it comes in and you get a fresh 5% discount order from everything that you place. Every time you place an order from outmotoring, outmotoring.com. Very, very cool stuff. Why don't you go check all the stuff out? I'm going to link up the trailer stuff for you guys this week in the show notes too. So be sure to click back over to White Roof Radio if you don't know where to find it. I'll link it all up for you. It's really awesome. Anyway, that's our friends over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and hitches for all mini models. That's Outmotoring.com. And minidomore.com. Boom. Maestro. There it is. And tonight we're clicking over to motoringfile.com. And we are scrolling to... I don't know. Have you guys played with the new motoring file? 
I'm really digging this new layout. It's really rad. I have. It's uh, I've also heard a comment. You'll appreciate this from somebody mm. who said they think it's more difficult to read. And I said, you're too old. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's nice. It works on your phone. It yeah, works on it your does. iPad. I, I think it's easier to navigate. I like it, how it, you can, you know, you click through to a story. And then at the bottom of that story, there's a... There's a link that shows you all the stories. Or if you scroll on the bottom of the homepage, there's a link to all the stories. It's really, really awesome. You know what it's not friendly to? Um, probably Internet Explorer on 20, Windows XP. No, it's not friendly to 27-inch Retina displays. Well, you're not supposed to run your browser full screen anyway, dude. Come on. Because it's, it's, it's um, yeah, it, it only takes up, you know. It takes up a less half, than a th- less than half. I mean, it, less it, than a third of my screen, and it's like it's not friendly to thirty-inch Dell IPS screens either. Yeah. But I don't run my browser full screen. No, my browser's not full screen, but it's close. I don't know. I uh, I have three twenty-seven-inch displays, so you know everything I do is full screen. No, my browser only takes up thir- three quarters of the page. That's as much space as I give my browser, which is all it needs, and it looks perfect for that. I don't know. I'm looking at it for five minutes here, and I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at. <laughs> what What's the news? Chad's it, confused. Oh, we're I, yeah. I, I was just I, talking I, about the, the new site. That's all I was doing. Uh, there's eras and stuff. I, yeah, know. it's no. It's all you have to poke around. Once you once you figure it out, it's nice. Anyway, we're going to talk about news. Um, Minis launch control secrets have been decoded. I, I like that, and it's it's funny because it's not a secret. This has been around. This is, we're talking about, is for the automatic gearbox. Right. And they've got it on some BMWs also, and uh, what's crazy about it is <laughs> they say you can only do it 100 times in the life of the car. Really? What? That's what it says. That's that's what it says. Um, that's how they get around the warranty. Uh-huh. And and the BMWs are the same that's way. They do the automatically. It's like nope, can't do it anymore. Well, I don't know if that's the case, or if they say they know how many times you've done launch in it. And yeah. if you do it, let's say you do it, you know, a hundred times in the first year, they could say, okay, your warranty's up. <laughs> <laughs> they could. They really could because it's stated specifically in the manual there. Wow, okay. Um, that's a potential because a lot of people, a lot of BMW people are bitching about the same thing over on, on the, the M cars with launch control also. Yeah. And um, even though it is said in literature here, the official literature says you can't use it until the car is through break-in period, which is 1,000 miles. I thought it was 2,000. That, and um, that's not necessarily the case. It'll work. <laughs> You just right. should. You just shouldn't use it. Yeah, well, I, I will tell you that uh, one of our close friends, uh, who's dating a mini owner, uh, she's got an Audi uh, A6 convertible or something along that lines with mm-hmm. the Quattro A3 convertible. I'm being told in the background, uh, you cannot physically do launch control until it hits over 2,500 miles. It right is in the ECU, it will not let you. That's what we were told in the literature, and then we got some information from a couple of people who said, "I did this on a car brand new with you know five miles on it." And we're like, well, according to what Gabe's written, launch control is only recommended by many once the 2,000 mile engine break. 2,000 miles. So yeah, 2,000 so. mile engine break. And for those of you wondering, if you want to try this, you know, you're driving along, listen to the white world famous white refrigerator in your, in your uh, F56 with an automatic gearbox, find a good place to pull over, a big empty Kmart parking lot. Usually works well for this. Um, shift your gear selector into sport automatic, which is down to D and then left over to the M slash S. Mm hmm. Then you're going to engage sport mode. Which is the little toggle ring. Push it to the left. There you go. Then you're going to engage DTC. 
Okay, now there's what two. That? What there's, the hell is that? Now the security guards have come to ask you to leave. <laughs> the black helicopters are starting to circle. That's the dynamic traction control. Ah, yes, right. Then you're going to put your left foot on the brake. You're going to put your right foot on full throttle. It means you have to click past the overboost button. Uh, a checkered flag is going to appear in the speedometer. Now you have three seconds to release the brake, and off you go. That's and I'd put my head against the headrest. Dude, you would or you did? I would. I would put my head against the headrest if I were you. Because it's, yeah, put your head against the headrest. It's neck snappingly, you know, there. Make sure, make sure you do this on a close course. Don't, don't be a jack wagon and do this at a, at a signal. Don't be that guy. And if you're going to do it on the streets, don't do, one, don't do it on the streets. But if you're going to be stupid and do it on the streets, do it when there's no traffic around. Or do it out the, you know, the, Kmart, the, the old Kmart parking lot. We've seen the jack wagons. We've, we, the video is on YouTube of yeah. these jack wagons who do it out of cars and coffee. And, Car- end up, coffee and they end up like wrecking, rolling a Ferrari or something. Stupid. Right, right. They jump their new M4 over a curb and completely right. destroy the undercarriage. Right. You don't want to. Don't be that guy. <laughs> don't be that guy. Don't be that guy. Do it at every stoplight. No. <laughs> that's, don't listen to Chad. Chad when Chad. children are near and buses <laughs> are going Chad by. Does not speak for whiteroofradio.com or its affiliates. You know, <laughs> if I had a car with launch control, I would be doing it at every light. But at every stop sign, honestly. At, at, at really, at every light, because the little I'll, grand next to you, you just smile I'll, over and then, and then, and then, We just go. throw revs at everybody. Yep. Yep. That's what I would do. That would be awesome. Um, also, on Motor File, you'll see that uh, Gabe's put in his 10,000 miles in the uh, F-56, and he's got a little write-up there. You know, his first six months, 10,000 miles with a car, so you should go check that out if you're interested. And, you know, if you're on the fence about an F-56, Gabe likes the car, likes it a lot, especially with those new wheels on it. Yeah, um, they're pretty nice. They're pretty nice. Then I think we leapfrog over to uh, – um, we've got pictures of a hybrid countryman yeah. that was spotted – uh, uh, testing and this is from Germany and in Germany even on cars that are camouflaged if they're hybrid or electric or any alternative fuel in any way they have to be clearly labeled on the exterior of the car. Dude, really? Yes and that's how people know when they get spy shots of cars that it's a hybrid that's testing okay? Because they're specially marked they ha- and that's legal that's just the law in Germany that they right. do this so they know this car is some form of hybrid countryman, okay? But that's not the big news of this picture here. The big news of the picture is the color of the roof on this car, right? Oh, yeah, red. It's red, and the only way to get a red roof on a car is a JCW. This may be complete bullshit. It's be- complete bullshit. <laughs> because, you know, car companies, they like to jack with people, right? Yes. Um, that's a possibility, but we're taking it for... Taking nope. it for what it is and what people, you know, the Germans are going, oh, my gosh, so it's going to be a hybrid JCW. No, it's not. Here's what they did is they took a JCW. They, they got one ready to go as a JCW, a and then someone said, nope, take out the drivetrain and make it electric. But it's still a JCW. Maybe it has all the JCW parts because they're using it as a JCW test mule. But then they said, okay, this one's done being a JCW test mule. Take out the petrol drivetrain and drop in the electric drivetrain. Now it's the electric test mule. Well, it's not even that because um, – our our guess is that the uh, the hybrid countryman is going to be very similar to both the i8 and the i3, which is fuel on one axle and electric on the other axle. So it'll be a what do they call that um, hybrid? Where it's like the Volt, like a hybrid. Plug-in hybrid. Plug, it's a plug-in. Yeah, basically, a plug-in it's a, hybrid. Basically, yeah. So um, basically, it's a plug-in hybrid and. That system powers the rear wheels, and then the 
what I want to say. Um, electric motor powers the front wheels. Actually, the electric motor. Uh, excuse me. The electric motor is doing the rear wheels. You think they're going right? to do that even on the Mini because Mini's primarily a front-wheel drive car? Yeah, because there's that's so much what, torque. That's in, the way the system works. The ele- an electric car, there's so much torque right. there, and pushing that much car, it would just spin the, the front tires on. Uh, oh, and it would never hook up. Right, right. So it makes complete sense on the Countryman. And the, the drivetrain is built for that you know, right. kind of thing. And, and BMW's been doing this for a while now. They've perfected it with the i3 and the i8. Right. And, and it works very well. So anyway, but the like I said, the whole story here was, hey, look at this Countryman. You know, the one is a hybrid. We all thought, and Gabe's been saying for months now, if not years, that the first plug-in hybrid was going to be in Clubman form. Right. And that's not what we're seeing here. What we're seeing is the Countryman, which right. I think makes more sense because it's still a year and a half away. Right. Gives them more time to test, so that way they say, "Oh, here's the new Countryman. Oh, you want it in gas? Sure. You want it as diesel because you're in Europe? Sure. Oh, you want it as a hybrid in the states? Boom. Well, there you go. and here's the other thing that if the rumors are true, what we say about the Clubman potentially yeah. there is the Clubman's got to go all-wheel drive first because that's going to you know enlarge the drivetrain, the center differential. That makes more sense if there's an all-wheel drive. If it's built for all-wheel drive for the plug-in hybrid to do that, as we said, because you've got one one system driving the electric system, driving the rear wheels. You've got the gasoline-fuel-powered system driving the front wheels. Right. And so it makes a lot of sense if the car's built up for all-wheel drive. You know, right. it, it makes complete sense for that. It makes no sense at all for that to be a possibility in the hardtop or current five-door. Right. So, that makes sense. Anyway. Yeah. Okay, so watch out for that, which makes me think Alex, all week Alex has been, our, our boy Alex has been in France for like the last two weeks. And almost every day that little effer is sending me pictures of his diesel Mini. His, his uh, 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 Mini 1D. Which, Mini 1D. Not a Mini Cooper D, a Mini 1D. Alex is old Because it's vintage. That's an R50. It's a 50 with the diesel power plant. Which I don't even know if it had a different code because we never got that here. Yeah, I, I think bet. it was still an R50. It just it was just the R50D. R50 diesel. Yeah. Well, it was a Mini One with the diesel power plant. So I think you got the options and configuration. You got on the Mini One, which was a lower amount of kit than you so got with the just go, the, the Mini Cooper. I, and they put a diesel motor in it. I was waiting for you to respond and just tell him, why don't you go thrash that 91 horsepower of car? Yeah, 91 horsepower would have had like 3,000 foot-pound of torque. <laughs> you, could, you could haul a horse trailer with it, though. Dude, you could pull a Sherman tank up a 90-degree incline with that car. <laughs> Not quite that much, but something. But yeah, Alex still has his first Mini in the family. It's uh, It lives in France, and I think he says... It's in France. His mom drives it. I think it's his mom drives around town for the, going to the shops and whatnot. Yeah. It's pretty strong, which means it probably has an automatic. No, Alex's mom probably drives a manual. Oh, no, they all, they're all they all manuals in Europe. They're, they don't know what a, an automatic is. There you go. <laughs> uh, hey, are you a Mini Connected user? Uh, I am, and I have not. I've got the app, and I've played with it, but I haven't played with it in the car yet. So Mini Connected, we talked about this a couple weeks ago where they were getting ready to you know revamp, redo, make it better, stronger, faster, gluten-free fair trade and organic uh, it's actually happened and there's actually a new mini connected app has been launched in itunes for those of you who are rocking the iphone you should go and get it now if you haven't already it's funny because um like it's got some better a little bit uh, not new functionality but better functionality i think is probably a good way to say it i had to talk gabe through this because he's got connected in his uh his in the company car yep in the company car uh basically he's got the navigation extra large the nav xl system 
And so he texts me, I don't know, this is a week or so ago. He texts me and he goes, how do you do Google sent to car anymore, right? And I go, you don't. I said, they did away with that like two years ago, right? You can't do Google sent to car anymore. You have to, I said, but the beauty is now it's even better with the new app. You go into any mapping program you want. Like, let's say your preference is Google Maps on your iPhone. Is you go into Google Maps and you you select your destination and then what it's going to do is a new, if your mini connected app is installed, there's going to be a send to that app. So you can send it to your mini connected app. And as soon as you plug it into the car, it will have the destination and it'll put it in your navigation for you. It's, it's very cool. So anyway, I talked him through this and then he texted me later and he goes, this is actually really cool. He goes, and I mean cool in the fact that it actually works now. <laughs> right. <laughs> So Gabe even it, it it's simple enough for Gabe to figure out anybody can use this. That's strong, people. You have no idea. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself and I'm lucky. No, he no need I've had to walk Gabe through simple reinstallation of software on his Mac. Trust right, me. Right. That's strong if Gabe thinks this is good. Right. So it's it's actually pretty cool. I can't wait to use it. I just have not had the I've been working so much and not, you know, every time I get into the F fifty six, I forget that I've got it. And right. I still wish it was Bluetooth. You still have to plug it in for the connected features to work. No. Um, and I hate carrying cables with me in my car. I was just like, no. Because as soon as I plug my phone in, you know what I do? I get out of the car and I leave my phone in the car. And then, oh, happens to me. you know, I'm 50 feet yeah. away and I'm like, damn it, I got to go back and get my phone. <laughs> you probably needed the exercise anyway, man. Oh, yeah. It's not a, not a big deal, but it's annoying because, you know, a lot of times I'll make it to the store and I'll go, oh, where's my phone? Oh, it's still in the car. You know, I'm looking at this and, and what's really funny, I'm just looking at the screenshots that Gabe's posted, right? <clears throat> and this is all things that I can do in my mini now with Google Maps and the little automatic uh, ODB port connector doohickey majiggy. It really is. And if you have Bluetooth in your car and... And it, and it works all over Bluetooth and I'll, I only have a cable for power. Right. And if you like to... Because my, my preference is... That another time. Is not to look at that, is to, look, is to say, let's go into Google Maps on my phone. And, right. but, but my phone is connected via Bluetooth audio to the car, to the mini, Right. So, mm-hmm. and I'll let the navigation on the phone tell me the turn by turn directions. And no matter what I'm doing in the car, whether I'm listening to the radio or whatever, it'll turn the radio down and it'll announce the directions and then it'll go back. Right. So, that's my preferred way to do this. But then again, you don't get it on the screen. You know, that's something that I think we're going to talk about in a future show is getting mini connected type functionality out of your car if you don't have mini connected. You can do it with just a simple. You can cable. do it with a smartphone and a Craven Speed FlexPod adapter and a six dollar cable if you need. And, I mean, well, nine dollar cable if you go to Monoprice. Well, and you don't even need that. You only need that for electricity. No, I'm saying the uh, the if you don't have Bluetooth capability. Yeah, if you don't have a screen in your car, if you're going to do all this on your phone and make your phone your mini connected, you well, know? I'm saying the simplest way is with an aux cable. Just plug it into the aux port. So oh got, yeah, yeah. So you've got well, audio in. But you can do that with Bluetooth. Well, you know, I'm going to put up a post at DB Mini. We'll talk about it in a future show. You should, because you've got a Bluetooth, like an aftermarket Bluetooth. I've got a Bluetooth aftermarket thing in my car forever. It's awesome. Yeah. And it okay. basically plugs into the auxiliary port, right? And your yep. phone talks to it, and then it goes into it the It talks auxiliary. to it, and it also, my phone also talks to the automatic. So, see, you're the same way as me. Other than power, you don't plug your phone into the car. Only for power, only for electricity. Yeah. That's it. So, but we'll talk about that on another show. We're not going to talk about that tonight because we've got more things to go over, uh, especially over at motoringfile.com. Um, do we care what anybody wants in a self-parking mini or if we actually want one? I, I know how to park my car. 
I know. Yeah, I, I can look behind myself. <laughs> good, 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 good. good. Cars, There's I mirrors too with the car. There's mirrors, and some of the new minis have a backup camera, so I think I'm good. We're good on that. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're good. Um, do we want to talk about motorsport? Because mini all four racing has won the Hungarian Baja. It's awesome. I think I, I can't wait till January when they go run to car again. Yes. I mean, when, I, whenever I see that Red Bull yeah. mini, it's like, oh yes. Yeah. That's a that's a mini I would like to get like a, a a lap in some dirt course or even on a street course or a dirt road or uh, I don't know uh, a big empty field or something is in one of the uh, Dakar minis. That's pretty cool. It's, I mean, it's as much mini as the Toyota Camry racing around the NASCAR tracks as a Camry, right? But still, it's still pretty cool. awesome. Still pretty darn. The, the Dakar cool. ones would be cool because the Dakar ones are diesel. Well, and the funny thing is, is we stood next to the the Dakar uh, in. France, France a couple of years ago, right? And yeah. literally, the bottom of that car, the skid plate of the car, comes up to your chest. It's that high off the ground. It's not that high off the ground. Come on, dude. Yeah, it is. I got, I've got the pictures. It's freaking tall, man. It is jacked. <laughs> all right. Anyway, uh, looks like they did. Looks like they did well. I mean, we're a racing mini, so that's all we really care about. Not to mention the uh, the other race, the mini team that's racing out um, at all the courses this season. There's a chance we might be talking to those guys. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we hope to uh, the lap motorsports guys or the other guys. Yeah, the lap motorsports guys, the yeah, yeah. who are racing up. a team in the continental continental tire sports car yes. challenge. Yes, yes, yep, yep. They're doing pretty yeah. good. So we're hoping to get Stephen Simpson on here in the next couple of weeks. We're just uh, they're finishing up the season, so we kind of want to schedule that and and get kind of a wrap up. And uh, we talked to Stephen, uh, I want to say a few months ago, about three four months ago. I think we did. But anyway, yeah. So there's there's our motorsports wrap up, and and then finally. Oh no! Finally, there's not not a finally yet because I don't want to miss anything, and I don't want to let anybody think they're being left out. But if you want to, if you care about surfing, uh, Mini collaborated with Channel Island Surfboards to create a surfboard called the Mini. There. Now I, that wasn't my finally. My finally was sales are up for August. Sales are up for August. Yeah. Yeah, which oh. I thought was good. Two. Granted, it was only two point one percent, but as far as the whole automotive industry goes. Like year to year, it's yeah. it, it is not that good for a lot of companies, and um, <laughs> what what I was uh, interested to see was how it compared to, let's say, oh I don't know how was Fiat doing? I keep telling you guys well now. You know it's really sad. This is, just cracks me up when I see these numbers, right? Because they sold a Cooper Club uh, Clubman one. Clubman for all of August 2015. I think it was the last one. Uh, I was going to say it was probably the last one. Yeah. Probably the last one. It's like, but how do they only sell uh, Clubman? Uh, the Coupe, of course, the sadness, um, but up from last year, which is really strong. Uh, Roadster, way up from last year, 162%. Here's the, the, how is that even possible? Um, how can they have sold 123 out. Roadster last year? Closeouts. Oh, you think they're making deals? Yeah, they're making deals. They're closing them they, out. They've got to be making deals on those. Yeah, so want a roadster? Because right. when you look at the the next thing on the list, which is the Countryman, it's yeah, Countryman's down a lot, down forty two percent over the same time period last year. And we we love to beat this drum here on White Roof Radio and Motoring File. It's because <clears throat> when you look when you go into a showroom and you look at the Countryman compared to say a five door, mm-hmm. and you get in the car and you feel the car and you mm-hmm. sit in the car mm-hmm. and you look at the technology in the car, you're uh-huh. like, why would I buy that Countryman over there? When I could buy this, right? Because the Countryman sits up high and you can get four wheel drive. That's the only thing that's gonna that's gonna change that's your it. mind. That's it. Because the 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 
the hardtop and the four door are much nicer cars. Yeah, they really are, and I think sales are starting to to bear that out. Now, here's the really sad thing to think about, dude. That Countryman is going to be on sale in your dealers around the country for the next almost year and a half. There will be. <laughs> <laughs> other models to choose from that are brand new. They're going to be giving Countryman away. What comes first, the Countryman or the convertible? Um, the Countryman. Uh, actually, no. The uh, the convertible. Or the convertible be, or the no, Countryman. No, yeah. the new convertible will be out first. It'll be out next year, and then the Countryman is twenty seventeen. By the time you go in to buy a new Countryman, before that happens, there will be one, two, three, four F models on the lot. And it'll be all shiny and new and fancy and awesome. And then you're going to see the Countryman. It'll just be sitting in the corner. It'll be all sad. Well, here's the one thing. By the time the Countryman goes on sale, you'll be able to get an all-wheel drive Clubman. Oh, right. And if that happens, I'm kind of like everybody's going to have a big yawn when the yeah, Countryman Yeah, going to say, a Countryman? Who cares? I got an all-wheel drive Clubman. I hope they knock it out of the park with the Countryman. Otherwise, I, you know, I really think customers are going to. Well, I think the big, the big selling point for the Countryman will probably be the, the whole hybrid thing. I think you could be right if that's because, the because people aren't that smart and they think hybrids are green, and so they're going to buy one thinking, "Oh, look how green I am! I'm buying a hybrid." Right? Yeah. If that's if that's the thing they can do to set it apart, then you are absolutely correct. That would be my guess. Um, and then the pacement will drop off. More pacement have sold this year than last. Oh, the pacement is already dead. Yeah. Yeah. The the pacement. I I am playing. I've been playing. Alex and I together have been playing the death march for the pacement for the last three months. <laughs> this thing is. It's just sad. You want a deal on a car? Really? You want a deal on a car with? You, Nancy? you know what? Can I, I've got a friend in Arizona, and I and I'm not going to use his name or where he bought the car because that's just not fair. He just picked himself up a a, a brand new, a 2014 or 2015. JCW Paceman that was on the lot for $15,000. For $15,000. Not that low. Oh. <laughs> uh, the car was on the lot and it was what, $35,000, right? That Whatever JCW Paceman goes for. Right, right. Um, and he went in and he made an offer on it and they said, nope. And then that was it. That car sat on the lot for like 15 months oh from gosh. what I understand. Oh just gosh. sat there. Oh. Nobody, nobody wanted it because it was you know, $30,000 Paceman. And they call him back, say, "Hey, you want to buy this car?" And he said, "Yeah, but I'm only going to pay twenty two for it." And they said, "Okay, come get it." <laughs> he bought a brand and had like sixteen hundred miles. I mean, because they've been using it as a demo car, right. or whatever. He bought a brand new JCW Paceman from a dealer in California for twenty two thousand dollars. See, that's what I'm saying. That doesn't suck. Nope. No, I would drive a JCW Paceman for twenty two grand. I wouldn't. I still wouldn't. <laughs> no. No, I would. I would. Yeah. All I, four. I think hard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's all four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All four JCW Paceman. JCW Paceman for right. twenty two grand. Maybe. Sign me up. All right. Maybe. <laughs> Come on. I Dude, s- need a new car for winter. Come on. I know. <laughs> that would do all of your all all your vinyls. All your you know. Just, you you have all flat. types of rooms. Just fold your seats flat and you're good. I know. Which what, now we should segue over to. Yeah, what should Todd get for the winter? You know, everybody yeah. knows I've said this over and over again that I really, I really wanted a uh, a Range Rover Evoque, right? Well, obviously an Audi I, wagon. I uh, cannot bring myself to to spend fifty grand on a car that I only drive six, seven thousand miles a year. I don't right. think that makes any sense. I don't think that makes financial sense. Nope. It's, I can afford it, but I just don't want to afford it. How's that for an answer? You Fair? should you should go get yourself a used Volvo wagon. Nope. <laughs> 
Okay, I want DB suggestions. It's is. like totally soccer mom, but you could totally put some stance wheels on it and like wrap it in something <laughs> really awesome. That would be rad. But Chad- and you step out and everyone's like, you're not some 16-year-old kid? Mm-mm. No, I've got even better, and this is more practical. You need a 1984 Toyota extra cab pickup truck. King With four wheel drive. Well, we need something that he can actually find. Like, like <sighs> Marty, like what Marty McFly drove in, uh, in uh, the first um, Back to the Future. Yeah, no, I need. I'd really like something with uh, with four doors and a little bit of hauling capacity. The truck's got hauling capacity. But I was going to recommend Subaru Brat and nope. our boy Anthony in uh, Philly. He's yes. uh, a hookup on those. Apparently, he he Ike now owns like six of them. I'm not really sure what's going on with that kid, but so I'm just hoping maybe hold out for the Clubman. But here's the problem: is my lady friend in the house is now. <laughs> That's the idea of Volvo wagon with stance wheels. Put it on bags. Yeah, totally. Right. <laughs> and put an exhaust on it too. Here's the reason I I, I think houndstooth wrap. Holding yeah. out that would be good. Hundred dollar turbos from eBay, so it like puts out six hundred horsepower. No, it's not gonna. Oh happen. yeah, yeah. I want to hold out for the Clubman, which is going to be probably November, November, December. Right. But the lady friend in the house is already set on trading her F fifty six in on a Clubman, and I'm like, well, we can't have two of them. Why not? You had two GPs. Uh, we did, for, but you know, it's like I don't want two Clubmans in the house. I mean, all right, that's just that's crazy talk right there. We could have oh, one crazy but, talk, but then now it's like, oh, if Cadillac she, Escalade. She gets a Clubman. I get to do whatever I want. Cadillac Escalade. Yeah, I don't know. I'm stumped, people. I'm stumped. Yeah, I think wagon. a Volvo wagon would be hot. I mean, uh, the, you can you can pick up some of those uh, those cross cheap. countries and stuff really cheap, like four or five thousand dollars. And if I can find a diesel, it's probably going to last at three hundred thousand miles, right? Yeah, I mean, I, do I they make a Volvo many, diesel wagon? I don't know if they do or not, but my friend he yeah. bought one and like he spent like fifty five hundred so. bucks. And this car has been a tank. I mean, it's big, it's floaty, but it does everything you want it to. I mean, it's just. It's a really nice car overall, and here we go. I, I it's done. It is over with now. It is. Hold on, I got to figure oh, what'd out. What you a, buy? I got no. I got to figure out a way to send you guys this picture. But uh. dude, and <laughs> the help. highest bidder. That's what you need, dude. Yeah, right? yeah that, that's that's totally kind of what I was thinking right there. That's what Chad was talking about right there. That's totally <laughs> what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm right there with you. I like get, go, go with the roof rack and the whole nine yards. You do see it. the down pipes on that thing. <laughs> yeah. If it ain't got pipes, it ain't worth nothing. Uh-uh. And stance wheels. I love it. Uh what do you think Todd should have as his, you know, new next car? Leave us a note in the show notes. They are open. I'm open and uh, also while you're over there, you can check out all the links to these silly cars that we're looking at tonight. Yes. Uh, I do like that baby blue color though. Like that car no. with a set of wheels that would that's totally drivable. Four speed manual Volvo diesel wagon. That says I dropped the kids Six off, ready, ready to play, and just put it on some stance rims. Maybe put it on bags. Go crazy. It's got a vintage interior, and in I mean that yeah. that interior add, is add like straight. System, add a booming system. Take out the do rear seat delete. It's, it's blue. a blue truck for you. It, Chad likes it because it's got everything's uh, light blue. It's a diesel too. I mean, <laughs> yeah. diesel dude can't go wrong with that. I Only know sixty three hundred bucks. I'd buy it if I didn't need a car. If I needed a car right now, that's dope. And I'd put it on bags and put it on stance rims. Yeah, was, even the rims that are on that that are on it are pretty cool. I was I mean, twelve years old when this car was built. These are like old school. Yeah, you were old. You, you, were still you may now. have been conceived oh. in that car. <laughs> oh, we weren't. 
man. All right. That's enough fun for tonight. Let's move on, shall we? Uh, let's remind you guys about our frying friends over at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com, place that makes all the, the really super uh, high-tech stuff from the future out of unobtainium and carbon fiber for your Mini Cooper with computers and lasers and robots. It's awesome. You're going to go over there. You're going to check out all the fun stuff. The F56 intake which is just an amazingly nice piece. Uh, the, the new gear shift knob, if you haven't seen this, everybody's got one now. And if you don't have one, you are missing the boat. You need to go check out this gear, gear shift knob. It is awesome. The stubby antenna, of course, so your car doesn't look like it's a little RC car. Uh, performance springs, if you still have an R53 and you need a, uh, you want to put in a, a smaller pulley, Craven's got your pulley. If you're in a state that's got the front-mounted license plate rule, you're going to get the platypus mount so that you don't have to you know, carve into your bumper because that's just stupid California looking at you um, and all the other cool stuff especially the FlexPod adapter which keeps your phone in your face without you actually having to look at it all super awesome stuff and super awesome available over at CravenSpeed.com go over there and check it all out at CravenSpeed.com also while you're there make sure you sign up for the email newsletter don't forget that that way when something new does happen you get notified right away which is really really cool and something else and I'm not sure if you guys know this about CravenSpeed when you buy stuff from them it Everything comes with really easy to follow instructions. So, I mean, if you're buying like the uh, the, the FlexPod adapter, for example, or the gear shift knob, they have like a wiki set up with instructions for you to follow to actually do it. And there's even video. It's awesome. They take care of all the things for you. If you don't have somebody around to help you out, really, really cool. That's our friends over at CravenSpeed.com. No, you can't get one with the blower. <laughs> That's got a that's, tur- that's, that's a turbo a diesel. That's, that's like tur- that's a max. turbo diesel, man. That's yeah, like it's a max. turbo diesel. That is like <laughs> blowing coal right there. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's our friends over at Craven CravenSpeed.com, home of the electric mini. And also, hang on, I gotta look this one up. Is there Todd, when is the Craven Speed Tunorama thing? Okay. Um, that's uh, September nineteenth. So if you're in the area, make sure you hit up the Montoberfest. But I don't know why it's happening in September. Wouldn't a Montoberfest seem to make sense that it happened in October? Maybe it starts at midnight on the 31st. No, it starts on the 19th. Maybe it's going to be a whole month of months. I don't know. Anyway, uh, follow them on Facebook. Uh, that is facebook.com forward slash. Well, just I'll link it up. Go check it out and make sure you go if you're in the area, please. Moving on. That was cravenspeed.com, home of the electric mini. Now I really want a Volvo wagon. Dude, right? you want a Volvo wagon. I didn't want one until now. Now I do. I know it's because you didn't think about it. You're welcome. <laughs> so it's going to be your work truck, dude. It's all Chad's fault. Uh, really? And what I'll guarantee you, whatever you buy it for, you just take care of it in six months to a year. Sell you're the same sell thing for the exact same thing, <laughs> and you'd be like, "Wow, that car only cost me eight hundred dollars to drive for a year." Well, and like, I, I wrapped it with taxes, insurance, and everything. <laughs> I wrapped it with three thousand dollars worth of vinyl. <laughs> yeah, but yes, which you can write off. Because... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But you could go total work truck with it, you know, put like some chicken wire on the inside of the windows, you know? I'm totally grooving on this now. Yeah. You totally need a Volvo wagon and convert it into a work truck. Six grand. And it needs to be grand. on bags with stance rims. I don't even know the bolt pattern, but will it fit a mini whim? I don't think it's a no, I think four five, lug. I think, yeah, I think it's a five it. lug, yeah. yeah. Or five lug, yeah. So much torque in the diesel, it just ripped those bolts right off. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm sure you could get some F56 wheels put on it for yeah, free. yeah. I like it. And then stripe it. Nice. Okay, moving on. Um, this is the part of the show where you 
the fine and good-looking White Roof Radio listening audience send questions into our man Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. You send those over to us, askchad at whiteroofradio.com. And what our good man does is he answers those questions for you relatively free of charge. This week, we actually have a very good Ask Chad question, and this came in from our man... I'm looking it up. Our man... Uh, Thomas, uh, right? Thomas. Thomas. Yep. Our man Thomas, who has a local mini club that has a bunch of um, preventative maintenance Nazis, apparently. Would that be fair? But we use Nazis. That's not the, a bad the, thing. It's we use Nazis. In the nicest way. Of- in the nicest way possible. These are guys that are like hardcore about like doing regular maintenance on their car, all the things, right? And uh, The way man, everybody should be. Everybody should be. Totally hardcore about it. I appreciate this. Uh, local Mini Club is a small group of members who are very aggressive with the preventative maintenance of their minis. Among other things, they preach replacing the fuel filter and manual transmission fluid every 50,000 miles, even though Mini claims that both of these are lifetime parts that never really need to be replaced. Uh, his R56 is approaching that dreaded 50,000-mile mark, and he's wondering if there's any benefits to replacing uh, the transmission fluid and the fuel filter. Uh, his gut's telling me that that's not necessary, uh, but he also like to keep his mini for as long as possible and would appreciate any help that Chad could give him. Chad. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? What do you think about this? So, Chad, uh, I know, could, being the previous owner of an R50 with 305,000 miles, that regular maintenance is key. Yeah. Well, I would agree with that. Yes, for sure. Um, I can definitely say that the Gen 2 cars definitely like a little extra maintenance. They like to have those extra oil changes, and the extra little love that we've been preaching here on the White Roof for uh, quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far as things, you know, it doesn't matter what your car it is, you know, as far as lifetime, you know, what does Mini really classify as lifetime? Is lifetime the life of the car? is lifetime the life of part x saying it's a fuel filter well you've 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 gone through a fuel pump well do you change the fuel filter now because the fuel pump has gone bad is that the lifetime or is it the lifetime of the car so it is a very subjective lifetime quote unquote uh to what you're doing so most of these things that Mini has recommended on the car should be that 100,000-mile mark. Uh, some of them have been spark plugs. Some of them have been belts, things along that line. We've always liked to do things a little bit early, but we definitely recommend we are pro-changing items. Okay, So fuel filters. Theoretically, eh, 100,000 miles is probably good, but we try to replace them right about that 80. Okay. 50 or 60, I think, is a little early. What but- if you- in a dry, dusty climate, would fifty or sixty be okay? Well, it depends. A fuel filter is fuel. I mean, it's not gonna. It's not gonna matter whether it's dry and dusty, or cold and rainy, or you know, snowbound, or whatever. That's the fuel going into the tank. The only thing that gets into the tank, theoretically, is fuel and whatever comes out of that fuel. So if you live in an area that, you know, hey, not a lot of people are filling up all the time, there might be a little extra water in there, you know, there's definitely older tanks, you know, I filled up in this little tiny town, you know, who knows what their tanks look like. You could have some more rust, you could have more deposits, you could have more things in the fuel because of those type of things. Small critters. So, right, exactly. So it wouldn't really matter where in the country you are, it would matter more what's gotten into the tank because of putting fuel in in certain places um 
I remember filling up in the desert once on my way to California once, and they they uh, they only had eighty nine or lower, and I was like, well, I guess this is what I have to put in my car, you know. And right. it's in the middle of the desert, and there's signs that say next gas station, you know, one hundred fifty miles. You better fill up right now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what you fill up with. But right. you know, those tanks could they be a little more suspect because they've been kind of eh fuel for so many years? It's possible. So. Uh, we try to do fuel filters a little bit before that 100,000-mile mark, uh, depending on, you know, where you're at in the life of the car, depending on the season. You know, you know that makes things easier to change. Um, so don't think you have to do it right at 80,000. Uh, we change spark plugs a little early on a lot of these cars. Um, That's you know, I got to call you about that. Yeah, make, uh, we definitely recommend, like, Coopers and things like that, especially in the Gen 2s being a lot earlier uh that sixty thousand mile mark has yeah, definitely been 70 and my car runs really rough i'm that's a my call is going to be coming to detroit tuned here in the next week or two to get new plugs yep we've been finding that they, they've been burning uh, coil packs because of those things mm-hmm. so you definitely want to do a little bit of extra maintenance that mini doesn't recommend um, so that you're actually doing things a little bit ahead of time, but you don't want to be too premature. Um, fuel filters are roughly right around 40 45 bucks for that, everything that you need. Is that a DIY part, Chad, by chance? Is that something that's easy to do in the driveway? Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, you know, as long as you're not uh, too bad with the smell of fuel and, and things like that, uh, we always recommend and we always have people try to bring their cars into us uh, when we're changing them with the, the least amount of fuel that you possibly can. Um, because the more fuel you have in the tank, the more fuel you've got to drain out, the more fuel that you have to deal with, and it can get into the car more. But um, it is a DIY, uh, DIY mod. It uh, definitely has a, you know, you want to have some type of manual ahead of time so you can kind of read up on it, see what people have done because there are some things that's like, wow, this thing just won't come apart. You know, you hey, really got to, you got to be tough with it. So is the fuel filter, is it in the, is that the one that's in the fuel tank? Yes, it's in the fuel tank, and you've got to take out the back seats to get to it. And if you're there, you should probably think about replacing the fuel pump too, right? Maybe? Uh, Not necessarily. I replace fuel pumps when they need them. Yeah, um, last for about one hundred fifty thousand miles. So they will they will last almost indefinitely. We don't replace a ton of fuel, uh, fuel pumps. We replace a few here and there, but it's not this widespread problem. And we've never seen any correlation between uh, replacing fuel filters early to fuel pumps failing and stuff. Um, our shop car, you know, it had a hundred thousand miles on it. When I was redoing a bunch of stuff, I was like, okay, I'm going to replace the fuel filter. No problem. Uh, everything looked good other than yes, the fuel was, uh, the fuel filter was very black. We sucked out all the bad fuel out of there, put a new filter in. It comes with all of the O-rings and everything you need to replace that item. So there's no parts extra that are needed, but then my fuel pump did go out on the car. Uh, it happened to be about 100 miles away. Uh, so we had to go get it and bring it back. But it was one of those random things. It's just all of a sudden, boom, it went. So there's really never been a correlation to fuel pump failure and fuel pump filters um, to each other. So, um, But we've seen cars go 200,000 miles on original filter. But you know what? If you can replace it and you've got a little extra money and you want to make sure things are working well, you know what? At 100,000 or 80,000 miles, go ahead and replace it. It's not going to hurt you at what, all. Now, what about transmission fluid? I understand maybe in an automatic transmission car, but what about in a manual transmission car? 
Yeah, again, we like to do around that eighty to 100,000 mile mark just to make sure that you've got some good fluid in there. They normally comes out pretty dark brown, uh, usually a couple of uh, shavings of whatever favorite metal that's inside the uh, the transmission. And, uh, you know, we drain it out, put new stuff in. And a lot of our customers, especially going to the, from the mini to a full synthetic um trans fluid they usually will see an easier shifting time they'll see a little bit of bump in miles per gallon a little more overall quietness that type of thing so there are benefits in changing some of these fluids regardless of necessarily mileage because if you're going to a full synthetic it will give benefits of the transmission um because of that um i didn't know they did full synthetic uh transmission fluid now Oh yeah, yeah. You can you can get pretty much any fluid in your car other than antifreeze in a full synthetic type you know feel. So okay, uh, you know we do a lot of those you know type of things uh, there at the shop. It, you know if you're hauling any type of doing a towing, you know like uh, with one of Aaron's tow bars, uh, right. you definitely want to you know especially with an automatic, you want to probably change the trans fluid a little bit more. Um, we always recommended changing uh, CVTs every 60,000 miles for sure to make sure that those transmissions did not uh, prematurely go by the wayside because they uh, had a real problem with burnt transmission fluids and going out on those cars. And they either failed at about thirty or 60,000 or at 100,000. And when I say 100,000, I'm like 110, 115, and they were all done. So I've seen a lot of CVTs go 100,000 miles and then totally fail. They've never had fluid changes. The mm-hmm. dealers stopped doing them for a long time. So, uh, you know, is that because why they failed? I don't know. It's hard to prove. But I can definitely tell you that the fluid that we've taken out of some of these have definitely been very, very dark, smell burnt, that type of thing. So you, you definitely want to be careful with the automatic cars and make sure you do a little bit of extra maintenance on that type of stuff, depending, again, on how you drive the car. Gotcha. So some. You know, some preventative maintenance is definitely going to be good, but you don't want to go overboard and you don't want to get too costly and expensive. Um, You know, while we love selling parts, people are like, well, we know the turbo oil line is going to leak and we want to replace it ahead of time. It's like, well, yes, this is true. It is going to leak. But when do you want to replace it? You want to replace it right when you're starting to see the leak, not before the leak, because who knows when it's going to leak? Who knows if somebody, you know, some semi is going to, you know, blow through the intersection and, and hit you hard in the rear end. And then next thing you know, the car has gone. You've already spent that X amount of dollars that you des- you 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 may have not needed to do ahead of time versus, you know, waiting until you actually have a problem. So you have to have that fine balance between preventative maintenance and just being a hypochondriac. So, oh, OK. It's it's a fine balance. There you go. So yeah, we do recommend uh, you know a little bit early on the maintenance, especially the oil changes. Don't forget those. We're still uh, liking the five thousand mile oil change on all the turbocharged cars, right? Definitely. Like five thousand mile oil change if you can swing it on all the cars. And but, if nothing else, at least check your oil. Make sure there's oil in it. In fact, uh, before you go and test the uh, the whole sport launch thing, you should check your oil first. Just <laughs> and that's an easy one because uh, it's just like a computer screen now. Exactly. On the FPC. You don't even have to pull a dipstick. You don't have to get your hands dirty. Get your hands dirty. There's no excuse for you to not check your oil. Yeah. No excuse. Anyway, moving on. 
Chad, thank you very much. Uh, of course, I'm, we mentioned that our man Chad, he does this for you relatively free of charge. This is the part that you have to pay. Uh, all we ask is if you like what Chad does here, just go over to DetroitTune.com. You know, maybe yourself some nice. Yeah, maybe. And, and we love email. So if you guys got you know the simplest of simple questions, send it on in. There you go. Uh, if you look over at Detroit Tune right now, you can find all kinds of really cool stuff. Uh, DDM Works Exhaust for an R56, for example, or the R58. Really nice. Uh, the, the spare tires. <clears throat> But the thing you can get at Detroit Tune that you can't get anywhere else is the extra special Made With Love by Chad's Mom Detroit Tune Spare Tire Bag. Made yeah. With Love by Chad's Mom. You can't get that anywhere else except at Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. And $65 can't beat the price. Come on. Go over there and check it all out. Todd. We're out of time. We're going to hold this for next week, which is good because I want Alex to be on the show. And now we're out of time. But I want to give people a teaser. Give him a te- give him a good teaser. So, Don't give him a crappy blah blah blah. No, da, 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 I, I won't. I'm a, give him something good. I'm gonna give him something good. So so anyway, I want to give people a teaser for uh, for what's coming up next week, and uh, then a breakout audio review of this. So here we go. So there's the teaser for next week. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come back next week and we're going to talk more about that. Go ahead, Chad. Oh, oh, my God. Did you put a grapefruit shooter on the back? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it is, sounds so much better than your typical grapefruit shooting Subaru out there in the world. I, I like grapefruits, though. Yeah, grapefruit's no. good. No. <laughs> it sounds so much better than a Subaru. Come on. That's what I'm saying. It sounds better than a Subaru. Sounds better than a Subaru. Oh, that's you know what that is? That's, that's a show title right there. <laughs> Sounds better than a Subaru. I, I, I would agree with that. All right. Awesome. Uh, so then with that, we're done. Check back next week for uh, the audio review and more about the uh, new JCW exhaust in the F56 Mini Cooper S. Um, before we actually leave, um, let's remind you guys about motoringstripes.com. Go over to motoringstripes.com. Todd will make stripes for your car. You just have to install them. Easy. You go over there. You order them up. He sends them to you. Super simple to install. And you get uh, bootstripes. You can get the Countryman bumper protection strip. You can get Union Jack sunroof, graph, Union Jack sunroof graphic. You can get the White Roof Radio sunroof delete kit if you use the contact form and ask Todd for one. All you have to do is ask. He hasn't put them on the site yet, but he will soon. Um, and if you order anything from the site directly, he's going to give you 5% off if you use coupon code of 5050. Really, really cool. Motoringstripes.com. Uh, because, you know, blank is boring. Go check it out. Motoringstripes.com. But I think we're done otherwise. Yes? Yes. Perfect. Alex will be joining us next week. He'll be back from France. Uh, talk more uh, trash about the Mini Cooper diesel to my face, I'm sure. Um, and we'll pick on him because I'm sure we won't be able to understand a word he says. I, I, we're totally kidding when we say that. I totally understand Alex. I totally understand Alex. But next week, though, there's a chance we might not. Every word. Yeah, well, he will, he will be reverting back to it. He's speaking yeah. French for a week. so It was funny because we were watching some Top Gear tonight, and like normally you can understand every single word, but when they kind of revert back to their like their normal language, yeah. you're like, oh, I can see the British slang in there. Like, it, you know, you can definitely hear it. Yeah, you definitely can. So, so he could be, he could be. A little, little harder to understand. Yeah. Alex, I know you're going to listen to the show. Do me a favor. Go drive through a couple of American drive throughs when you get home before the show next week just to kind of get your English back up. <laughs> Thanks. Go to a strip club or something. Come on. <laughs> can you can you get kosher food in a drive through I Ooh. 
I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> Probably not. No. It's not a drive through. Chick fil A, maybe. Uh, but only on Sundays. No. Funny. See, that was funny. Only on Sundays at Chick fil A. Get it? Yeah, no. they're kosher on Sundays. They're kosher. <laughs> <laughs> there's, nobody, there's nobody there because they're all at church. <sighs> We're crack ourselves up, but, you know, that's enough of that. Yucky, yucky, yucky. It's yucky. only funny if you don't have to explain it. Wow. Yeah. Anyhow, gang, thanks again for your patience. Uh, thanks for sticking with us, as always, for 10 years of the world-famous White Roof Radio. It's super awesome that you guys keep listening. Uh, we really do love that. We do have some really cool stuff in the works uh, that we are not in at liberty to share with you at this particular moment in time. But when I say really cool, trust me. Huge. <laughs> that it's really cool. It's this huge. Is bigger, bigger than a stick of butter. It's bigger than Donald Trump. Huge. Bigger. It's huge. It's huge. It's, it's, uh, it's really kind of a cool thing we're, and we're not going to tell you about it because we don't want to jinx it or we can't actually there's not really anything to tell you about but it's going to be rad and we think you guys are going to be super excited for us we think you're going to think it's also super cool and as Todd said huge anyway we'll talk more about that when we can um, but that's it for tonight this is the part of the show where I like to make that funny clicking sound and then I say questions comments or concerns go ahead click back over to whiteroofradio.com there you can leave us a note in the show notes you can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com but until next week gang this db i'm done cheers see ya